people of Earth, if you are hearing this, you are receiving a signal from another planet. Fanboy planet. Watch animate chicks with inflatable breasts. You might be a Trekkie. Sit back and watch as the Uber geek goes and kicks it up a notch. Turn to the left to F in your dictionary. And add this word to your vocabulary. Take a look, cause I'm the real McCoy. Damn it, Jim, I'm not a doctor. I'm just the definition of a fanboy, Listen up, fanboy! This is the Fanboy Planet Podcast, and here is your host, a man who's been on The Late Show with David Letterman, Derek McCaw! That is actually true that I did once attend The Late Show with David Letterman. Me too! So, in San Francisco? Front row! Oh, well, no, I wasn't there. I was on the. I was in San Francisco. I saw the Arsenio Hall show live, and he's coming back. So everything old is new again. Is he? Yeah. So uh, you know, I wish we had a visual for that because I felt like like that should be that call, and you see us all in different walks of life hearing the call. (laughs) Fanboy, (laughs) boy. Oh no, we've got to go to the podcast. I'll take off our shirts and realize we have nothing on underneath them. Hey, it is Thursday, January thirty first, and this is Derek McCaw, editor in chief of FanboyPlanet.com, and we are podcasting from. The fabulous Brett Cave, and you may have heard an extra voice that we don't hear often enough on this podcast, and we're honored to have him in here tonight. So before I announce, before we introduce the uh, regular members of the podcast crew, uh, to my left, disguised as Captain Marvel Jr. It's a tight-fitting outfit. It is. <laughs> CM3. Go mm. ahead. Troy Benson. Yes, Troy Benson is in the house. And to the right... My fabulous! That was great breath control, by the way. Thank it you. was that nice. Was. That was really practicing. Nice. That was, it was nice. very, very nice. Yeah. Do you do you do like a workout or anything before you get in? No, I've been yelling a lot okay. in preparation <laughs> oh. for the Super Bowl. Oh, okay. Uh, and so. I am Nate Costa. <laughs> there we go. And across podcast producer. And wait a minute. Uh, oh, and joke killer. Evil moral uh, yeah. compass. <laughs> Evil moral compass. Rick Brett Snyder. Oh, and from the Dominion. Uh, <laughs> Rick Brett Beard Snyder. is going on three weeks now. Nice. <coughs> I, I did mean to ask, why the beard? It's not a beard. That's a goatee. It's a goatee, uh, which is a form of beard. It's <laughs> <Right>. cultured. <clears throat> uh, you know, I used to do. <laughs> it's cultured. I, I used to do one every winter. I just hadn't done one in a while, and I was sick for two weeks, and so I said, well, "I'm not going to." Climate change. It's cold enough in, San, <laughs> exactly. in, in California, <laughs> exactly, for a beard again. <laughs> oh, gotta love it. Yeah. Uh, so. Uh, we've got some comics news. <laughs> I feel more like we've got some comic rants uh, and uh, some movie news and possibilities and uh, TV news. And uh, we also have, uh, before we get to that, we have a letter from a fandroid. Mm. It's not Uncanny. We've got Fatty Bale. That's magnificent. I like that. Who needs that digital technology when I can just give a look? I like it. You were like making a scratch noise. I know. Scratch I was like, motion. <laughs> with the knob and there he is um, it's actually attached to an electrode that shocks Nate uh, on the left buttock so uh, it, it's uh, I got a, a, an email from a longtime listener Rob Cordaway yeah Rob entitled episode 295 which I believe means he listened to episode 295 <laughs> uh, hi Derek I've enjoyed episode 295 and I believe this was the evening that Nate was not here to stop us, and you and I just That's talked true. about Disneyland Does he comment all on that? night long. Yes. Why would I stop 
such a discussion. <laughs> it was fantastic. I have enjoyed episode 295 with the heavy Disney content. And per your inquiry at one hour and 21 minutes into the podcast. <laughs> thanks, Rob. I would, all in caps, I would love to come in and discuss Disney! Exclamation point, exclamation point, exclamation point, exclamation point. Disney Cruise Line, Disneyland, California Adventure, and Disney World, oh my. Cool. I go to Disney World each year in the late fall, early winter, and usually spend a week in the parks. It's like a hibernation thing. (laughs) Last time (laughs) we were there... Mr. Ranger, sir. Yeah, was in October of 12 as an add-on to our Disney Cruise. I go to Disneyland on a quarterly basis, or I should say I used to go on a quarterly basis through quarter four of 2012. However, with the significant increase in the cost to the annual pass, 66%, we did not renew for 2013. That's quite a hefty uh, increase. Yeah, yeah, I haven't seen that. I have to check that out on my own. Maybe for me it wasn't, but, you know, I don't know. Uh, because Your I can't believe it's already expensive, <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I didn't see that jump up. I have I been on three just, just liked you. Maybe. Yeah. You know. Derek gets in. Yeah. For less. I know people. <laughs> I have uh, been on three Disney cruises in the past two years. Our next one is in May of this year. We are doing the 14-night repositioning cruise from Miami to Los Angeles, which I should That's say. That's interesting. I know what that means. They're actually... They're uh, moving the ships They're over. moving the ships, yeah. The last Disney cruise we did was a Caribbean that cruise. That sounds awesome. I thought ships always When moved. is that? When's he doing that? In uh, May. So um, they, they go under... The ocean. South America. Just like the submarine ride used to yeah. do. And you then know, you come Cape Horn. Yeah. You go through is Atlantis, it, you see the mermaids, and then there's an earthquake. They probably go through the Panama Canal. The Isn't the concept of a cruise that boat is moving yes it's, so but it's what, therefore being repositioned no, no 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 what that means is that they normally <laughs> launch out of one port yeah and disney yeah. is actually they going launch to, and return to because yeah, it's a cruise you, otherwise i'm right. taking a cruise i'm not taking a dock right and they were and they're going to and they return to that same place but now disney i th- believe is going to move from west coast they're no longer going to run cruises out of the out of long beach Technically, it's not Los Angeles. It's actually out of Long Beach. They're no longer going to do that out of Long Beach, and they're going to do it all out of the East Coast. They there are a lot of cruise lines that are having a little trouble with Mexico now. That that it's not considered a great safe place to take. Decapitations are cutting down on the tourists. Without getting without without getting into specifics, (laughs) let's just say the exchange rate's not as bad. (laughs) Yes. Tra- uh, Trader Sam at the end of the uh, <laughs> yeah, at the end of the Jungle Cruise, Jungle Cruise. <laughs> suddenly it's Trader Paper. But um, uh, they, they, on the East Coast, they have uh, Castaway Cay, which is their own private uh, island. Oh, see, nice. And I, I haven't been there. We went on when they just started doing the cruises. And the cool thing about the K was they were building their own reef. I think we need to hold off on this because one, you got to let Rob finish his letter. By by channeling through me, okay, and then, and then what we'll he wants to do and... is he wants to be on the show exactly. so we can talk about all this, and then you guys. Can I want to I want to hear this. about what's happened recently. Yes, so yes. he's been on three of the four Disney cruise ships, including their two newest ones, Dream and Fantasy. Yeah, the one in October was the cruise that ran into some issues due to Hurricane Sandy. Basically, we had to cancel the stop on Castaway Cay, Disney's private island in the Caribbean, because the hurricane was literally on the island. Additionally, the seas were incredibly rough the last 24 hours of the cruise, actually prompting a news story on CNN, Disney cruise ship in Hurricane Sandy, blah, blah, blah. And we were five hours late getting into port. While everyone who gets on a Disney cruise signs a contract which limits Disney's liability from an act of God, the company was generous and gave every passenger a 25% off voucher. Booyah. That's Anyway, I love talking Disney. 
Hope you've been well. Rob. Yeah, we'll have to do that. I, yeah, we'll probably. be able to compare Disney Cruise Line storm stories. That should be an exciting uh, well, exciting discussion. And I've never been on a Disney cruise. I do know uh, that my cousin has led one. So uh, Believe it or not. I, I do believe it. I know. I know he led one. So anyway, uh, so that moves into comics news. Thank you, Rob Cordway, for listening in. You, too, can write in and... We'll be, uh, you know, we'll reach letter on the air. And so you'll have a cool theme song leading into it. Yeah, yes. and I just have to look at Nate, and he'll sing it. So It's a little uh, embarrassing we're out and about. A little bit, but uh, hey, we're getting over it. Uh, so, uh, yeah, let's uh, talk. Do you, you want me to address the fan bo- the Facebook issue first that was brought up by, sure. by fan? Brian K. Shimada, listener and winner of our most recent contest. Yes, he has a Halo Mega Block set. Thanks to Fanboy Planet and Target. Uh, Brian K. Shimada asks, I don't know if Rick has noticed this or, or if Nate has seen this as well, or perhaps Troy, but I believe it's April is going to be for DC officially WTF month. Oh boy. I saw a headline that said that. But and every read. one of their uh, covers will be a gatefold. So the you see the cover and it is it is your hero, your title character, protagonist if you will in some sort of peril and it unfolds to show who is terrorizing them uh that basically each cover is meant to make you say wtf putting aside the crassness of it yes sorry there i just i'd like to go out on a limb what does that mean what the funk you remember yeah i'd like to go on a limb and say i will not say wtf to any of the covers no. Yeah. I'm going to hold strong and okay. not be surprised. You don't know. I do know. It could be surprising. No. So the protagonist is just supposed to be in kind of a weird state or something, and that's what we're reacting Some danger, to? like... Or like, we're reacting when we open the gatefold. They open the gatefold, like like you were seeing half the danger, like they're, like right. they're being... Something is putting them in peril. What is it? Oh, man, what the... How's he ever going to get out of you that? Know, I, I like the fact that they're doing that on the covers because that means I don't have to read these stories at all. That's true. That's true. <laughs> I don't have to buy them. It's unlikely that the story has anything to do with the cover. Probably exactly. not. <laughs> Probably not. That'd be funny, too. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, they're WTF certified. The Phantom Stranger is being threatened by Dumb Bunny. <laughs> what? WTF? <laughs> the Phantom Stranger being... I was yeah. thinking Batmite. Oh, being threatened Bad by mind. religious groups. <laughs> yeah. um, yes. So, by the way, I did go back and I did finally read Phantom Stranger number four with uh, John Constantine yes. and uh, Justice League Dark. And yes. uh, you're right. <laughs> I'm sorry, Mr. So... Day Mateus. I love you. You've been always a gentleman to me. Your presence on the Phantom Stranger book has made it no better. You yeah. guys want to hear the teasers for WTF? Go ahead. Certified? Sure. Read them to us, Nate. <clears throat> Booster Gold reappears while an entire team disappears. WTF? One well, team is trapped in a bottle while another is changed completely. Some heroes change their colors and others change allegiances. Pandora battles to the death. Oh. A close encounter of the Dark Knight kind. There's a new old creeper and some old new gods. Now, Creeper's not necessarily the uh, Creeper is capitalized. Be a really creepy guy. No, Creeper, creeper <laughs> no. is the Creeper. 
Of course, the Creeper has been handled very poorly in the last two or three different incarnations of the DC Universe. So yeah. if they're going to go back to the Creeper, I, the I, I'll Ditko. be intrigued to hear yeah. if they go ahead and do that. And then what was the, what was the, the last one? won't be a guy in a is... trench coat in a van. Yeah, exactly. No. <laughs> some guy hanging around. A creepy guy. Some guy hanging hey, around the high school. But Troy, I'm really glad you could finally get it out. <laughs> and... Uh, you almost can talk about it here. Tank. We're friends. <laughs> <laughs> and I almost got coffee on my glasses. Out Nate's of got one more. The last one is one hero quits and another hero dies. You know, all those who do you sound think like... it's going to be? <laughs> Go ahead. What do you want? Uh, what's the guy's name? Editor-in-Chief Bob Harris said... Uh, there will be an image that will crack the page fold, and as you open up the cover, you'll say, Oh, wow. <coughs> oh, not, not WTF? Well, Bobby Chase went even further, stating readers may even say, What the F? Here's my mm. problem, I, overall, and I'd like to make the kind... I, I'm not the first to make this observation. You should realize, what did, what did Bob Harris... When, he, when was he editor-in-chief last, and of what company? The 90s and Marvel when they were absolutely terrible. Right. Um, so I think you're getting the point that I'm trying to make here is that <coughs> all these gimmicks, all these things that are absolutely cynical and not based out of actually... Uh, story. Story, right, you know, and not Ongoing worried about plot, making... Character good, development. Not, not, not actually producing good books. Yes. Um, it seems to me problematic. Yeah. Um, but, but and I, and I people can up, change. They Is that can. one of the stories? <laughs> People can change, and some don't. That, that was the moral of A Christmas Carol. It was also the moral of Rocky Four. If I can change, change and you can change, we can all change. Perestroika. Um, so, um, and that, that, that's, that's my problem. And I've also heard wind that, yes, one, one of those characters who will die would be uh, in the Bat family. And I'm getting the feeling... It's going to be Damien. No, 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 no. Damien's far too much. I'm going to lay down the money right now. No, I'm going to lay down the money right now. Tim, Tim, Tim has been made absolutely redundant. Tim is Red Robin. Red Robin in the new Fifty Two. I totally agree. He is completely useless in the new Fifty Two. And thanks, Dan DiDio, I'm and Jeff Johns. I'm going to put this crime on you. You took the character that made Robin into a fan favorite, into a character that people wanted yes. to see, and you bobbled him into the character that we are most willing to go, eh, all They right. wrote his significant existence <laughs> out of existence in, in um, the fact that he never really was, you know, he was never part of the Teen Titans. He was never it, part it, of... They, they couldn't figure out what to do with yeah. him, so they, so they just bobbled him completely. Yeah. So, thanks. Again, you took the most hated Robin and... Made him more important than the arguably most beloved Robin. Yeah. Because I would say Dick Grayson was not the most beloved Robin. No, he's Nightwing. He's beloved what? as Nightwing. What? What? No, we're what? talking Red Hood. Red Hood. No, Dick- I know, but I, I, my Robin's Dick Grayson. But he's Nightwing now, and you love Nightwing, do you not? I, love, I loved him in the Teen Titans as Robin. Short pants? Yes. Well, I'm wearing a tight shirt. I like the short pants. <laughs> He's not about blood flow. It's an, awkward, it's an awkward night of revelation for Troy Benson. <laughs> and, uh, no, I just want to remember that. It's Cyborg going, hey, short pants. Of course, Cyborg never was in the Teen Titans now either. No. And ironically, Cyborg wore short 
kind of a unitard. <laughs> yeah, it yeah. Short, it but did. it was Thanks. metal. <laughs> and, those, and those were the disco years. Short <laughs> robot. Yeah. That's yeah. Um, and and now he's down to, um, he's had his last biological lung removed. He now has an aqua lung, my He's friend. down to a face. Uh, um, yeah, he just uh, says uh, his heart is still human and his brain, and that is about all that's left that is not mechanical, thanks to the thrones of Atlantis or the whatever they're called. Yeah. <coughs> Which I'm just going to dive into. Thanks, Brian. You gave me a transition. Uh to this Justice League Aquaman crossover, which uh, revitalized uh, Rick's interest in the Justice League book. And it hasn't killed my interest because I still love these characters in theory, and I like seeing them interact. And anything that puts Aquaman front and center makes me feel good, even when it's making me feel bad. And here's the problem. <laughs> it is, of course, both Atlant- it's a combination of Atlantis Attacks, which was a huge crossover event at Marvel, when Bob Harris was editor-in-chief. Right. What? He's redoing something else? Yeah. And the other thing is, it's also, um, and I can, and you may remember better, Troy, than I, the title of the Batman crossover in which it turned out that, I think it was War Games was the name of it, where someone had found that Batman had come up with the protocols yeah. for what would happen if all the gangs got together and executed this plan so he so he had planned this exercise in his head and written it all down somebody stole it and put it into practice and that's what thrones of atlantis is aquaman and ocean master had years before come up with war plans if if the service world attacked atlantis this is what we would do it's also an echo of what was done in justice league doom and earlier the mark wade uh, justice league story that had uh that doom was based on Sorry, though that movie does not give Mark Wade credit. Um, that it is, it is, it is basically Atlantis has this plan, and Aquaman is the one who knows it because <coughs> oh, I'm siding with the Justice League, but I wrote these plans. I know every move the Atlanteans are going to make, and you can't do anything about it. So, it's what was happening in War Games. It is such an overtly retreaded storyline. The only thing different is making Orm Marius the Ocean Master into that, as I said a couple weeks ago. You remember, this is how he's always been. Never mm. a bad guy before. And now he's just misguided. Not, you know, the guy trying to kill kill Arthur all along. So, yeah, there. That's it. Well, That's I still it. haven't read the latest issue, but I, you know, it's <coughs> it was a damn sight better story than they have been doing for, like, the previous and it, And it's great art, Yvonne Reese. Yeah. And really, really liking that. And... Um, you know, and and it's action, and it's all the heroes, and, and so I understand that. But moving, you know, uh, Superman lets loose, but it's all those you know fanboy giddy moments, not really coming out of anything organic or feeling fresh and original. Just a ooh, Superman gets to you know, yeah, big. So anyway, that's that's my little your little range. corner of the tick to the DCU this week. <laughs> um, yeah. So, do you want to go down the go list? Go down the list of what you had, yeah. So, let me bring my list up here. So, um, I uh, we did have the end of the Hickman's first arc on the Avengers. I have not finished reading that, so I'm not going to comment on four, it. I did not, but I have been yeah. enjoying. Is it really the end of the arc already? Yeah, the, I think it's five issues, four or five issues. Oh, my God, I feel like I missed something. That's what I've been told. Uh, okay. 
but that, that's pretty or at least interesting. Sing, sing, I was told and by then, other people. And then really enjoying the new Avengers, too, the whole thing with the Illuminati yep. over there. Uh, it, dang it, Marvel is maybe is, really enjoying Marvel right now. You know what's scary is I first time in my life in 30-something years of reading comics, I'm reading my Marvel comics first. Yeah. 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 I'm not happy with the new 52. Well, how are you feeling about the uh, new... Uh, we've talked about the new Avengers, the Illuminati. The champions? But, uh, no, no, no. The, the, the champions? The champions. Yeah. Well, the champions? Take some Avengers and mix them with some X-Men and you get the champions. Oh, okay. The champions. Not necessarily <laughs> that's, that's the champions that, that were the Or the champions. uncanny Avengers. Yeah. yeah there I mean, we go. You're right. Um, which is actually an interesting storyline in itself. That's, that's been a very good. That's the Red Skull versus... Although it is one yeah. of those... All those Avengers books... I just have to accept, again, they cannot coexist. All of their plot lines are so world-shattering. Right, right. That I was like, the statistically, we're going to lose one of these battles. <laughs> They're really well, Captain yeah. America seems to be everywhere, and yes. Wolverine's yeah. kind of everywhere. Well, Wolverine's always... We, we've yeah. known Wolverine's been cloned four or five times <laughs> Which is all the, the other thing, lines. I'm sorry, I'm going to spoil... I, I hate to say this, but, but at the end of Justice League... Yeah. Is they pulled exactly what the end of Hickman's Avengers number one did, which was, which is we got to we got to pull in more Justice League yeah, and, yeah. and they activate like a whole bunch. Some you've never seen before, some you have. Yeah, and who does the activation? Is it Batman? Cyborg. <laughs> oh, who was it? Cyborg. Is it Cyborg. Cyborg. Yeah. yeah. Oh, he's on radio duty. Yeah, pretty much. Okay. Captain Marvel. Yes, yeah, Shazam yeah. is there. Yeah. Mm. While then having a backup Shazam story that puts him no closer. To actually being a good guy than he was before. And Black Lightning's in possibly the worst costume since <laughs> Vibe. <laughs> and Vibe's, vibe's coming. coming. And Vibe's, vibe's coming. And Vibe's costume looks just as bad as it did. I mean, just bad. You know, though, I mean, they could have just gone ahead and called him Black Vulcan, but they let him stay Black Lightning, so you just be grateful. <laughs> Let's move on. So, <laughs> I'm sorry. Perhaps one of the Marvel now that's not hitting as strong as I would hope it could, as it had potential for cooking. Hooking, hooking me in is the Superior Spider-Man. Have you been reading that one? Yes. So you read issue one. I did. And you got to that last page with, with Obi-Wan Kenobi Parker? I did. Uh, standing there, the blue ghost. Have you read this issue yet? I picked it up. I have not read it. So I'm not going to spoil much for spoil. you, but I'm going to say by page four, we get... Not one panel, but two panels with Ghostly Parker. And I don't know if he shows up more in this issue. I haven't read any further. Yeah. But I am... It defeats the purpose. We talked... Exactly. We yeah. talked about this last There's week. There's no tension. To expose that in the first issue, after you've made all this noise about, no, Parker's dead. It's it's really the octopus. And yeah. get used to it, fanboys. It's it's a, uh, it's a whole new superior Spider-Man. But to automatically say... I mean, for God's sake... He's going to fight his Hickman way back. When killed the human... And I say that with quotes dripping uh when when hickman killed the human torch yes and i knew exactly how the human torch was going to come back and i knew the torch wasn't dead right at least in the book they toyed with you yeah for the for the marks i guess the slower readers uh for at least <laughs> six months the roots, exactly I we, the didn't, yeah, we, didn't, <laughs> we didn't see anything anything coming back out of that when he showed up it was actually a surprise when he showed up you could believe that the others were mourning the, and the others were surprised he shows up not as an escapee but as the conqueror of the uh <laughs> and the leader of their armies but stuff. they were surprised yeah you weren't but and they so, were I, I do wonder if part of this is honestly that like somebody at marvel 
went or somebody at Disney went, uh, Mr. Slot, you're getting death threats. We're not used to exactly. uh, any of our people yeah. getting death threats. So that was a cute publicity stunt. Now let's get. Yeah. Well, I, I do have to agree with you guys because I missed. I guess whenever this change took uh, Amazing Spider-Man 700. Yeah. yeah. So, you know, so I picked up Spectacular Spider-Man number one because I was just in there. Superior Spider-Man. Superior. I've done the same thing this no, evening. I'm sorry. The Superior Spider-Man. not sensational. Spider-Man. He's not spectacular. It's a the sensationally su- spectacular su- Amazing superior. Spider-Man. Superior. Um, so I picked Spider-Man. up Superior Spider-Man number one. And yeah, for the first half, I'm like, well, what's going on here? And like, okay, Doc Ox. And, the, and you get to the end and it's like, Oh, so it doesn't matter. Yeah, Peter Parker's there, and it's you know at some point in time he's gonna take back over, take back his body, and this just you know this. What I felt like was this doesn't warrant a number one. On, yeah, what exactly. this warrants is a three issues in the middle of seven oh one, seven oh two, seven oh three. That's exactly it. <laughs> it's called and a I new got, day dawning. I'm apparently a rube. Because I bought Superior Spider-Man number one. No, I'm not saying you're I bought a rube, them too. Because it's what they're doing. It, right now, I feel like Marvel. As much as I am reading more Marvel, and which is weird to say, I, I, I'm. It's not just reading Marvel first. I think I'm buying more Marvel than I am DC, DC. for the first time in my life. Yeah. Okay. Thanks. <laughs> high five. Yeah. We did high five. Yeah. Sad. Uh, it is. It, it, it's. Uh, um. But what it is is I is I realize though that Marvel is creating not series, miniseries, storylines that I can follow and I can choose to either buy it as a graphic novel or I can choose to buy it as And they have meat and pacing and story and character. But I but I mean in a year those titles are not going to exist. Not many all of, of them. those are, are many of them are not. Yeah. Superior Spider Man is not gonna be Superior Spider Man. No. Sorry, when Amazing Spider Man ama- two comes out Amazing Spider Man seven oh one. Perhaps, or it'll be Amazing Spider-Man seven thirteen, um, and then you're going to have uh, FF is going to be a different creative team, and I can leave that because it's because the reason for that version of FF will be gone. Right. The reason for Fantastic Four, the re- reason for New Avengers, as I am reading it, will be gone. That one definitely feels like a mini, and and they all feel that way. And, yeah. and, you know, and, and and Hickman definitely is one of the things I like about him is that he's as a writer very clearly constructing his stories with an end in mind. Mm-hmm. He leaves the toys in place for someone else to play well, he with has, afterwards. He has, he has multiple levels of arcs within his storylines. Yeah, and Mark Wade, Indestructible Hulk. I don't know how long that's going to last. but I hope that God, lasts a long time. Oh, my like God. That. I know. Have you caught up, Nate? Because you do, were the one that, like that? that would have hit me <laughs> if I hadn't read it. Three. You're, you're the oh Hulk guy. Oh, my God. It's great. You know what? And, and let me say this. Way behind. Okay, the, Marvel Love. Unlike almost every damn book in DC New 52, mm-hmm. you could pick up issue one, two, or three of Indestructible Hulk yes. and be right in on the story. Yep. You did not need to know. And I mean, it's cool that you, if you would have had the other stories, they blend but the you backstory in enough. It is a continuing story, but Mark Wade has skillfully written it that it's exactly the way they used to write books for us, yep. which is you can jump on at any point. You don't need a jump on point. Any book you buy is going to be somebody's first Hulk. Oh, I was just going to say that. 
Yeah. I was too. I was going to say every, every uh, book is someone's this is somebody's first book. First. And Indestructible Hulk is being written that way. <laughs> Can you guys do that? Like acoustic? <laughs> every book is somebody's first. And I just, I just love it. A different aspect of no. Hulk each time, but. But it's it's. And are you getting over the Hulk, uh, the Bruce Banner being a super scientist bit? I still think it's ridiculous. But I you think know. they're playing it very well, though. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and his little team of people that are trying to, you know. Yep. And, and so he's building mystery. I, I love that. I you know I and uh, I was enjoying Thor. The idea of of examining Th- Jason Aaron though is the guy you didn't like on Hulk, but yeah, what he's doing with Hulk, Hulk of of dealing with Thor in three different time periods. Um, I like that. Be, it's been a really cool, uh, cool idea. That, that what was Thor like with the Vikings on a regular basis, and and really, tr- really responding as a god to primitive people, and then what does he know now that he's been with the Avengers, and then going into the future when he's the last god? It's it's interesting. It's interesting how they layer the story in there with the yeah. different characters so and you I, see the development. I know that. And then I picked up Young Avengers last week. It still haven't. Caught up on what, what happened to Loki in Journey into Mystery, but just setting up this new status quo for who the Young Avengers are. It was just really great. And that's book. what I've taken a pass on. I've I've not been buying the the young teen Avenger books for a while. I I, I think it was after um, oh the initiative the initiative that it. when I started well, not liking. I've been reading Avengers Arena. And, that one I'm reading. And at least I enjoyed that the second issue, uh, the cover was an homage to Lord of the Flies so that mm-hmm. it said, you know, you may think we're ripping off Battle Royale, which Arcade himself even said right. in the first issue. I, I saw this Japanese movie and got this idea. and uh, But that Battle Royale was really essentially a riff off of Lord of the Flies. Lord of the Flies. Yeah. So the cover of issue two was Lord of the Flies. Um it is horrific realizing that these are all teen heroes, except for I like the idea Dark Hawk is stuck among them because somewhere in the Marvel Encyclopedia he was labeled a teen hero, and they keep saying you're old. And he goes, I know, but no one can get over that. Like that I was a teen hero when I first right. appeared, so you're kind of stuck. Stuck. Um, but they are killing each other. Yeah. So again, it's a story that's going to have to end. It's a book that's going to have to end. But it's interesting. And so I guess maybe I'm willing to take these chances because I know I can, I will have an opting out point that I'll feel I was satisfied instead of with the new 52, I could opt out of certain books and I should have opted out three issues earlier. Yeah. <laughs> and and I'm just I'm just a whole lot of bitter for nine bucks I'll make more. a prediction though. I don't think you're going to opt out of very many of them, of the, uh, of the new Marvel Nows. Maybe not. Yeah. Maybe not. Maybe. I think that... Maybe. The the potential for fresh stories in almost all the books is just so ripe. It's just well, so good. Are they good. fresh? Yeah, I think they are. I mean, what's? I mean, that's the actually Illuminati, what I liked about the X Men. The X Men taking and taking it up not one notch, not five notches, like ten notches in the storyline. The I was thinking seven and a half. Seven and a half. I'll I'll go with seven and a half. <laughs> but you, you you get my drift there. I mean, yeah. that's that's epic. And then the the new Avengers being a continuation of the whole Illuminati thing, all these yeah. all these power hitters, um, even even some of the storylines that are that are not like you know Spider Man. I still you know, I'm I'm a little upset about the ghost, but I love well, the Doctor Octopus what, motivation in Spider Man, and I they could go with that. And I don't have a problem with what it, what I meant 
to say when I said what's new is I actually like the way Marvel has done this. It's they've, you know, created a point for everybody to jump on, yeah. but they haven't devalued the like past. Before. Right. You know, and they just said here, you know, it's not that this new Avengers has, you know, completely made all of the past Avengers irrelevant. It's just, Hey, we're a new, better, Faster, stronger, more powerful Avengers, and we're going to go out and solve three or four and it's, different it's world not, shattering. It's not just the, the Avengers. Time. I mean, the the focus for a lot of this stuff was the stuff that happened in Avengers versus X Men. Yeah, but if you read any, I don't know. I don't think I'm the only one who reads the X Men books here. Um, um, one of them. I'm only reading Uncanny Avengers. That yeah. Doesn't count. So, and, I mean, X Force just launched relaunched this week. Mm-hmm. And X Force was a book I always had a little trouble with. It was Scott Summers' dirty, you know, yeah. blood sport team. This one's different. It's different because of the things that happened in Avengers versus X Men and in the Cable and Hope line and mm-hmm. Cable's death and all that. And it's actually, I mean, it's grabbing me more than any of the X for any of the prior X Forces. The Wolverine and the X Men, which when I looked at that cover, that first issue, like, Wolverine and the X Men. Please, it just seemed like it was so pandering to the idea that oh, let's get Wolverine's name in the title, but it's really been good. It's really been um, it's really been a fun book to read, and I hadn't really liked the the whole idea of him as the headmaster of the school prior to this either. So, and again, it's another thing. Well, where does he have the time to do all this stuff? Because he's in he's in nine well, books, and they, and they got me to read to buy Deadpool. Yeah. And I haven't bought Deadpool in years. Yeah. So, so let's talk about some some more DC because I do have one book that I and this is my recommendation for the week, which is the Batman and Robin Annual, mm-hmm. which is kind of it's. I'm not going to demin- say this. Let's say the exceptions are the Bat books continue to be really strong, and, and the the next three are all Bat books. And friend of the program, John Layman's going to get to write Detective Nine Hundred. <coughs> That's right. What a great, yeah. cool honor that yeah. is. But um, Batman and Robin is almost, without trying to diminish it by the comparison, it's almost Damien in Home Alone, but not quite. So Damien, it's, it's a little funnier. It's a touching story. It's a father and son growth story. And it's, you can read this entirely without, it, has, it touches on none of the other storylines that are going on. Um, Damien spends a lot of time with Titus. And that works well. Damien. The dog, right? Yeah, the dog. And not Christopher Titus, no, the not. embittered comedian. <laughs> yeah. It's that's a weird bar scene. Um I would totally write that now. The the um the, but the storyline is very very touching, <coughs> is monumental in the Wayne family history as well. So highly recommend it. It's a four dollar book. I haven't been this happy with any of their annuals in maybe a decade. Um, I did so, buy it. I'm looking forward to reading it. The uh, Batman Inc. Um, is you, know, you mentioned. You were mentioning people dying a lot in uh, DC books. There are some deaths going on in Batman Inc. And it's uh, it's continuing the uh, Talia Al Ghul um, mm-hmm. storyline, the Leviathan storyline. Mm-hmm. Robin is such a big character in this. Damien is quickly becoming one of my favorite characters in the DC universe. I mean, maybe I'd I'd pick up a Damien book before I'd pick up a new Superman book, you know? Um, 
That wouldn't be a hard sell. Uh, you know, yeah, is that I, more I, I, because the Superman books have been terrible, or because well, no, 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 the action books have been interesting. The action and books. I want to point, you know, that action's going to actually. We've got Grant Morrison and Rags Morales have got an extra issue. And have you been reading Action? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. The what is the it hurting Legion. your head? It hurt my head. <clears throat> oh, I'm I'm loving it though. The, it's, the it's new so, no, it does hurt your that head. That Legion, the adult not, Legion, is the that Legion isn't the Legion that's no. appearing in. Paul Levitz, is that the no. old Legion from the pre-52? Yes. yes. It is? Yes. It hurts my head. Yeah, it's meant to. It's it's Morrison. I don't... I, we have ish, I, I, I got, we to, I got three Royal, pages. In, I went three... I literally, I got three pages into the story. I went back to the cover and went, oh, yeah, Morrison. So... <laughs> but, and, well, and the idea that it's like the guy trying to kill the fifth dimensional imp who's not mixes up to Right. Trying to kill... Superman in every <coughs> time period he pos- I mean, it's just such a Morrison idea yeah and a great way to redefine Mixes Patilic for the new 52 and it's a book you you go back you say I've got to read that again and you don't really regret it you're looking forward to going back oh and I reading. regretted it oh okay I was angry okay. <laughs> no no, Grant Morrison is awesome. Well, let's move on to something you could be angry about, and that's Injustice, which is apparently the tie-in to the next video, video game. game. From the makers of Mortal Kombat. The video game looks great. The video game is the one that... Uh, the, the I don't need backstory from... to have my superheroes no. beating the crap out of each other. No. And you don't need this backstory, because there's no. just some... There's, uh, there's awful and tragic things happen to your favorite characters. Like, we are talking about the worst thing that can happen to a parent kind of thing or um, husband and wife or both and just not necessary to give us an excuse to have heroes fighting in a video game just now that said incredibly well scripted and a beautiful beautifully drawn book i'm having trouble with what they're doing in it it is a book that doesn't matter to the rest of the books it's a it's a what if elseworlds this is an imaginary storybook. Although my problem is, and this is not necessarily to uh, to say, there's nothing on the cover that says that. That says that, and so people who don't know, well, and this is a new Fifty Two wide issue right now. If it's not the super cartoony little kitty Superman family adventures or Green Lantern, there's nothing in what DC is printing that I can feel a hundred percent safe saying. This Buy is family-friendly in the way that when I was a kid going into 7-Eleven and Ronda Rexall, and I know this makes us all sound old and cranky, but, but reality, the stories that all these writers that are working in comics today, again, they're writing stories that they would ne- they're would they not going to hook the next generation. They're going to hook the next generation of guys that are going to make it darker and scarier mm-hmm. because that's what they think is is the entertainment. Yeah, I think that's what their focus groups are probably telling them to some extent, but it's it's uh I don't know that's going to work long term. Well, I I don't think it is because you because DC's got to do a WTF event. Yeah. They've already got to goose it up. Their sales have dropped by about half. Yeah. And so they, you know, they got a great relaunch oh, goose. They? Yeah. Well, that's interesting. But, you know, on the other hand, uh, you how do you grow? How do you get the new readers in? Because the new readers are hopefully young, and whereas if you go to Marvel now, Marvel has its own, they has its books that are that are marked mature and and hard. Uh, you wouldn't want to give it to somebody who's fourteen or younger. But the idea that that uh, 
these are all being driven by people who go to see the movies and they drop into a comic book shop and they say, I want to read more about that character. I'll yeah. tell you what. But the it's, interest. It's not just, yeah, you want to get the new readers? Okay, you need better games. Hmm. You need better toys. Walk in right now to Toys R Us because this has been ticking me off for a while. If you're going to, oh my God, I feel like I actually got a rant coming on. There you go. Um, that you walk in, there's endless Batman stuff for DC. We'll get later talking about Young Justice on, on Cartoon Network. And there's a toy tie in there too. But I, if I want to find something else that's DC oriented, there's a line of Hot Wheels. The premium ones that are about four to five bucks right now. There's a 70s van with dark side on it and a pickup truck that has Plastic Man. And there's like a VW that's Aquaman. They're, they're kind of ridiculous but have these 70s visions of the, superhero, of yeah. the DC superheroes. But that's okay. So that's DC. I go to Marvel. I got Marvel Squinkies. I've got Marvel action figures. Marvel Universe of all that, these obscure. That's characters. Disney. That's, sure, that's the Disney. But, factor. War, but that's but there that's Hasbro, right? Okay. So yeah. and DC's got Mattel, and DC is instead gone, and they've got the Maddie Collectors Club, and they're aiming at me because my God, I just got that Watchmen Rorschach action figure, uh-huh. and it's packaged beautifully, <laughs> and glad to have it. But I'm 47. Ah, yeah. Sorry. Um, <laughs> you know, but what I mean is, you know, to to get something to my to my son, which and then and then the things that are really cool that a kid wants from Mattel says for adult collector, and a parent walks in and sees that and doesn't know. Yeah. I mean, even that Batman, that Dark Knight uh, figure, that's beautiful. That I, I right. bought my son for. There's nothing. And I said, I don't care. You go ahead. You play with it. You break it. It's right. not for the adult collector. Right. Yeah. Well, what I was going to say is, you know, one of the reasons that I had always read more DC than Marvel was the, um, you know, the inspirational aspect of it. The, uh, you know, DC comics provided hope and that good. The good guy will out. Which is funny because, you know, Marvel went to the heroic age Mm -hmm. after that. And even the Marvel comics now seem a lot more hopeful and they're. You know, whereas the DC is just down and violent, and yeah, I'm not enjoying it nearly as much. And I don't think, in terms of a kid getting them hooked, yeah, I wanted, you know, I want my heroes to be good. I don't want them to be. Well, even like the way they approach the zombie phenomenon, you think about it, Marvel did Marvel Zombies as a separate reality <clears throat> that was stayed separate out of the right. mainstream. Right. That became Blackest Night, and as you know, you know, in Green Lantern, yes, the Third Army, same idea, yeah. but it's a lack of will instead. But that's their big thing. So, and, and they're selling the, the Blackest Night, um, the Black Lantern Batman actually has a lot of you know zombie Batman stuff. But again, it's everything down to that, where a kid could pick up a Marvel book at that time. And what was so scary about the Scroll War? That was cool. Hidden Among Us, you know, like when we were kids yeah. finding out about the Invaders TV show. What a neat what a neat idea, you know, but it wasn't a direct threat in the way like you know, the zombies were. Um, and as I say, Marvel Zombies was off to the side and a kid could be kept away from that. And Marvel. But a DC, you couldn't. And so, yeah, got my issues. I, I can't think of a book I would give my son. I mean, he can't read, but I mean, if he could, <laughs> I can't think of a book I would give him. Do they still do Tiny Titans? No, they stopped that. They did. And that team is doing Superman, Superman Family Adventures, which is pretty good. Yeah. Actually, it's kind of cute, but but again, it's it's for the little kids. Well, I was going to say, but the other thing is, when we were kids, and I'm slightly younger than you, 
Uh, yes, slightly. <laughs> but, you know, I also, I wouldn't have wanted to read a book that I knew was not really Superman. Didn't count. That didn't count. That wasn't the real. I don't right. want to read the kiddie version of Superman because I'm I wanted seven. to read Superman. I was right. reading Superman. I was reading the yeah. Justice League. I was reading the book. You know, yeah. I don't want to read Young Justice or something that's, although I'm enjoying Young Justice, but my point is, <laughs> you know, I don't want to read this Superman, you know, family adventures. I want to be able to read Superman. I want to be able to read the Justice League. And I think that although that's I did that like reading Superman out. family. I like reading stories about all the people in the Superman family. Well, yes, the dollar comics were awesome. Yeah. yeah. I meant. Yeah. yeah. This that was a whole Saturday afternoon with that book. Some of us read slower than others. <laughs> <laughs> okay. One last uh, one last comic I had on my list was um, Weird, uh, Weird Western Tales. All-Star Western. All-Star, All-Star Western. All-Star Western. Western. With Jonah Hex and Tomahawk, which a lot of people have been gushing about the Tomahawk story. Anybody else reading it? No. Yeah. I, I have it hasn't done much of anything for me. I think no. it's just the it's been a bunch of splash pages of Indians on horseback and and native vile right? vile indigenous people right? vile <laughs> colonial Brits and we defer to but but the uh, the Joan Hex storyline continues to be intriguing to me in a fun way because it's it's Joan Hex in old Gotham. And so he's teamed up with Amadeus Arkham, who will eventually make the Arkham Asylum. And they've had various, uh, the Court of Owls, uh, they had an early prequel to that in Jonah Hex. So they've mm-hmm. been tying, Jonah Hex has kind of been like the historic, along with Demon Knights, they've been telling the history of the DC universe mm-hmm. from back, back way back when. Um, a little side trip, they, we know that Demon Knights uh, is where Stormwatch starts. The next arc in Jonah Hex is going to be the Stormwatch of the Old West, which will be kind of steampunky and will have their own Millennium uh, Baby character, and it's, I'm looking which forward to that. Fun. I mean, it's, uh, when I was a kid, I loved that Justice League, Justice Society crossover when they had like yeah. the time lost people, Jonah Hex teaming up, and but the last that couple, one. that was a good one. The last couple of issues of Jonah Hex have Dollar been Dollar. Jonah Hex versus Jekyll and Hyde. But Jekyll and Hyde has been the potion that he's been using is in a strange bottle, the cork of which is a black diamond. I'm waiting Ooh. for your head to explode. No, no, no? Uh, because it's definitely a, t- a eclipso with the eclipso diamond, and uh, it end the the uh, the that arc has ended this issue nicely. It was an interestingly paced issue. Um, I won't spoil it for anybody, but I, I this book uh, I've always I've always liked the Jonah Hex stories the you know, prior to the New Fifty Two, and this this revamping in in the New Fifty Two is actually one of the books that I look forward to reading every week. And every month. I, I don't mind like Eclipso being brought back into the New Fifty Two universe. I've always liked him as a villain. He's silly. He's been he's been revamped a number of times, but he's still silly. I mean, you know, in I mean, dangerous but silly. <laughs> you know, ooh! Anytime he's under an eclipse, he turns into this evil, uh, evil figure. Which he got revamped into actually having powers. But really, like the original stories, he was just um, half his face was blue. Well, weren't the, recently didn't, Only didn't he have the ability to create yes. other eclipso 
people. Ah, uh, that was one of the revamps them. they did. They did that. He yeah. was yeah. That was a whole summer crossover event, um, and and all. <laughs> And all the annuals came with black plastic black diamonds on them. So oh, I, a, I don't remember so that. I have a whole bunch of plastic black diamonds wow. somewhere. I was like, oh, nope, still cannot actually <laughs> curse anyone with this. Uh, no beam coming out. No beam, yeah, he could focus with it. But, you know, yes, they were fun. They're fun, weird stories. And just, the, you know, it was one of Mar- uh, DC's attempts in the 60s to emulate Marvel. That's why you have Metal Men and Doom Patrol and... Uh, Metamorpho and Eclipso was one of those figures that came out. They thought, well, this is more like what Marvel's doing. So you had Doom Patrol was first. Doom Patrol is before X Men, but yeah, but it was uh, kind of a, a response to Marvel. So Fantastic Four, you know. Yeah. So yeah, because um, certainly there is something bizarre about the Doom Patrol that does not go with the rest of. Even though it's awkwardly done in the early sixties, I like those original Doom Patrol. I do oh, sure, like them, sure, but yeah. I mean, but it is kind of awkward amidst you know you've got Ace Test Pilot, Hal Jordan, and you know everybody's all the same, and then you've got suddenly there's these three superheroes, and I've never understood why Elastigirl was hated. Like, so what? She got big, you know. I, I mean, it, it, she get big and small. She was not scarred. There was nothing. I did get why Robot Man and, and Negative Man were were hated, but you know. Well, she was a. It got it got very strange later on, um, when they she found out she was actually malleable, that she didn't really have um, a a permanent way of looking. That when she was asleep, she kind of lost her. Oh, I, I, you didn't I read that? That. that was in or the that, last. Are you sure, that's not a Grant Morrison. Touch? That that was in the last run of Doom Patrol before the Fifty Two reboot. Oh, oh no no no! Then that no that doesn't count. Okay. When I'm talking the original, when they <laughs> no, no, I know, because, I know I know because no they, I'm just they, saying one what, of the other things about she this, could get really big. No, but supposedly this was something that happened. One of the things which, which DC ruined was that they were also the team that they did kill themselves. They sacrificed themselves, and that's where I consider right. that's that Doom Patrol run. Everybody right. got hated, and then the bad and then they guys, got brought, brought the bad back. guys say. We will kill everyone in this small fishing village unless you sacrifice yourselves right now. And so they sacrifice themselves for like seventeen fishermen, nobodies, and right. and they blow up. And then, yes, it turns out it's later, a small panel robot explosion. man comes back. And then eventually, yes, they retconned everybody back. And to they life. killed those fishermen anyway. Well, they brought them back. The first Doom Patrol that came back was Robot Man and a bunch of kind of yeah. like similar ones. Yeah, but but eventually they retconned everybody yeah. back to have not yeah. having died. So. Yeah. Which was lame, but it was a great. What a, what a weird series! Isn't it John Byrne didn't he draw that? Eventually, that one he did yeah. one of the revamps. So, all right. Yep. So comics, then comics. Well, I think it. that's. I think that's about it. Except to note that you know Marvel is going to bring out Guardians of the Galaxy, which of course we know uh, is a point one issue first. I think so because um, because like, a point one is a better jumping on point than a one. Yes, <laughs> we written by Brian Michael Bendis. We did mention that uh, they were looking at Jim Carrey and Adam Sandler last week. That's right, but neither movie. one of them talks in, in yellow dialogue. Uh, I still don't understand why you think that the ability for an actor to actually speak in yellow makes any sense it to me. It just means whatsoever. they have a weird voice. Everybody are you, else... Are you synesthetic? I don't know what that even means. Okay. <laughs> what what we, Guardians of the Galaxy is this? This would be Groot, Star-Lord, Drax, Gamora, or Gamora, 
Um, Rocket Raccoon. Ra- and Rocket Raccoon. Because the first Guardians of the Galaxy not were the from ones the, from the future. Were from the future. Not right. the ones from the future. What's the connection Martin X, from the uh, guys from the future uh, to these guys? Charlie Jupiter. No. Vance Astro. Oh, Vance Astro did show up eventually he in, did. The, in this. But um, otherwise, no. And, and what I picked up that the concept of the book, which then may actually roll over a little bit cinematically, is that... One of the things that from time to time writers do remember is like everybody messes with Earth. And so all the superior races out there in the rest of the Marvel Universe are going, okay, they're a little better with than cavemen with superpowers. If they ever actually do break out of their solar system, we've been experimenting. The Badoon have attacked them several times. The Kree have experimented on them. This, this has happened. We've invaded here, blah, 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 blah. <coughs> If they ever break out, they're going to be barbarians with atomic power. And they would have every right to declare war on us. So, Earth is going to be declared off-limits. And the Guardians of the Galaxy will have a new role of just making sure that nobody... Traverses. Traverses that and, yeah. and, and lets Earth develop on its own. So that if Earth get, if the humans get out of the Earth orbit, that they won't be looking for blood. Uh, so <laughs> don't shake the box don't shake the box so um it's kind of an iron man will be joining them we know that and then this so i'm getting, i can transition to movies in that this week uh marvel did release the teaser poster of tony stark in deep space armor falling out of the sky so that's going to be the first poster. This is the one where his face is exposed as he comes into yeah, orbit. He's yeah, he's coming back in. So, um, the burn big, right off. So the big thing, well, yes, it's probably going to violate laws of physics, Nate. Um, but uh, but it is that he is uh, a character that, that, that they're setting up, and they've hinted very strongly that he will show up, whether it be at the beginning or end of the Guardians of the Galaxy movie, that they're going to link to. To, which will come out before Avengers too. I was gonna say, do you want to be Avengers? No, no, but he, but he will have a reason to go. That by the end of Iron Man three, he may be going into deep space, and when he goes in deep space, that's then he'll when he'll pick up in Guardians of the Galaxy encounter these characters. Do we have an order for when these movies are coming out? Ah, Iron Man three this spring, <clears throat> right? Thor in November, The Dark World, Captain America will the Winter Soldier will be in May of two thousand fourteen, and. Guardians of the Galaxy is July of 2014. Wow. Okay. So they've got to get things going on Guardians of the Galaxy soon because that is pens- that is in place. And then Ant Man has kind of a sliding spot whenever Edgar Wright gets to it. That can, it can, show, up, it can show up in there. They have indeed talked about that Doctor Strange will be part of the next wave, but where that fits, that may be post Avengers two, which would be 2015, which would be the same time as Justice League, provided as Warner Brothers so wisely let loose in an interview this last weekend, provided that the Man of Steel does well. Because if the Man of Steel doesn't do well, that proves that no one wants to see a Justice League. They're doomed. Yeah. They're doomed. (coughs) Because they've also said, you know, this is more like, you know, in the real world, if if an alien came to Earth, you know, it's an alien invasion movie. It's not a Superman movie. Right. It's like, because that's what Superman's always been all about. Right, because we want, um, yeah, because we don't want a Superman movie, uh-uh. you know. No, no. We've but, had too many Superman movies. But that does bring up one of the reasons that uh, that uh, I've asked Troy to be here, 
uh, on one of these podcasts these days was that in, in, the, in the beginning of 2013, uh, Warner Brothers got complete, oh please, yes, complete rights, uh, control uh, of, of Superman, including rescinding the rights that the Seagulls had gotten limited partial ownership of. And you, Troy Benson, have studied the case of the ownership of Superman extensively. You have. And you've actually lectured me once at a Comic Con where you where you were in a hood, you wouldn't let anyone recognize you. And some guy on the street said <laughs> did find me. Yeah. Some guy on the street said, Troy, what are you doing here? I'm here for a legal conference. Um I did get there was some legal aspects to it, yes. Yes, there were. So uh um, you know, it's actually kind of uh, funny because actually when I was back in law school, yes. I did go to law school. Um, we don't. Crusading you, district you know, attorney. The, the copyright laws keep changing and they keep, you know, trying to. Right. In fact, know, in 2013 it. in the United States, nothing has passed into the public domain. Yeah. The copyright laws is that there is no property yeah. that is going into the public domain in nineteen in two thousand thirteen. But it was funny. So I'm back in nineteen ninety two and I think at that point in time the copyrights would last till seventy seventy five years. Seventy eight. Uh, what's it? Oh, it was an odd year it was an okay. odd number. Around that time. But, and I remember number. asking my, my law professor, you know, so Mickey Mouse is gonna be coming up pretty soon. What happens? They had no idea. And that's kind of, you know, kind of what they're dealing with now is they're trying to expand, you know, creator rights. But there are big corporations. There's huge money invested in Bugs Bunny, Mickey Mouse, Superman that, you know, Mm -hmm. these companies purchased um, years ago. And they can't just fall into the public domain with, you know, Sherlock Holmes and the rest. And, um, you know, that I'm glad you know, it's one of those situations where, well, first of all, I mean, the, the um, Siegel and Schuster have passed away. I don't know if my the family is deserving of. I believe Siegel's daughter is still alive. Joanne Siegel, the wife, um, passed away last year. Mm-hmm. But, you know, I don't know if the children are deserving of these rights that their father sold in 1938. Um Long before they well, now I think one of the issues that people that that, that the Seagulls and the Schusters and those supporting them had was that like Bob Kane, who Bob Kane's uncle was a lawyer, right? Bob Kane, who did far less work on the Batman. Bob Kane's uncle was a lawyer and made a much better contract, right? And so they wanted something equivalent to what Bob Kane had gotten. After the fact, yes, I, I understand. Bob Kane's uncle was a lawyer, but Siegel and Schuster actually did do a lot more to create their character than Bob Kane did Batman. Right does not make right, Derek. No, I, what? You need a lawyer in the family. <laughs> you well, do. Well, that's you, why I know Troy, but he's you, the wrong kind of lawyer. Uh, absolutely. You don't actually ever want to see me. It just means something bad happened. <laughs> Either way. What? <laughs> I mean, it means either you did something bad or something bad happened. Or something to you. bad's could, about could, to happen. Could you put the scythe down? <laughs> Sorry. I'm not the Punisher. I'm or or the skis, a... your black racer. <laughs> but, um, you know, it's just one of those things. I mean, you know, you could be having these arguments over everything, and then work for hire becomes meaningless. You know, at that point in time, and then you know, as a corporation, as a company, why are you going to, um, 
create this fiction, create these um, these. It can't um, be profitable for you as a business if yeah. you're giving everything away every time. If it's you're just an, giving it's an, an investment and a risk, I understand. I mean, that. you know, At least that's what they think. George Luke. I mean, George Lucas kept the Star Wars properties. Yes, you know, but that was you know that was his decision. They they allowed it. They, um, you know, they were okay with it. Um, I guess Roddenberry they didn't care at the time. Kind of gave it back. Well, he to had him. partial partial control um, over Star Trek. No way would Paramount give it up now. Mm, not at all. But I mean, it's you just wouldn't have. I mean, when you think about even you know the issue right now in terms of creator owned comics. Um, versus, you know, the books that we're discussing. Um, you know, and you have creators openly talking about keeping their best ideas for their own creator, or own products, um, projects, then, you know, I don't know. I mean, we, we have a discussion where we're sitting here going, I hate the new 52. Well, I don't think we'd ever have. You think Jeff Johns is holding back that he's got something better? I think he's got nothing left. <laughs> <laughs> it, it's kind of interesting. You just got me thinking about it. If we had, if it was all creator owned, it seems unlikely we'd have a DC or a Marvel universe. Correct. We'd have a bunch. It'd be like Book of the Month Club. We'd be talking about each one of these individual storylines as a creating as a, like we talk about Saga. Saga is a great story, but Saga is one book. And it doesn't tie into anything else. Well, you know, it might actually be interesting because, you know, back in during the golden age where you had, you know, all, what's it, all American? Yeah. yeah. Well, and national right. and when these were actually all kind of separate Right. People don't companies. realize that, that yeah. DC was originally two separate companies you know, that were both using the same imprint. You know, published under the same imprint. And then you got the all-star um I mean, the Justice Society and All-Star Comics, it was kind of a big deal, but right. they still kind of kept Superman and Batman out you know, out of it. Mm-hmm. Um, it really was an all-star you know, situation where you're bringing together the, the best of all these companies. It's kind of like the all-star game in football when everybody who's not going cared. to the Super Bowl goes <laughs> off to play the it, game. It would be, like, it'd be exactly like that. <laughs> the, really good teams the really good teams are really good players. Playing. We're not going to put it in. The Spectre would have taken the Super Bowl. No problem. Uh, <laughs> um, yeah, you know, I, I don't think we would have the shared universe. I mean, definitely yeah. Marvel wouldn't exist in the sense that it does and that, you know, and really creating that that shared universe and people wanting to. Um, they want to see on a regular basis a New York where Spider-Man swings by in an Avengers book. You yeah. Because it, it makes New York, the Marvel New York, living. It makes living. it something that, that you could conceive of visiting. And seeing all these things by walking down Manhattan. You know, that actually brings up, I read something where they talk about Iron Man 3 where they're not going to ignore the fact that the Avengers exist and to look up in the sky. Because they can't, yeah. And uh, you might actually see... Like you Thor know, fly or something. Yeah, maybe. yeah. yeah. Thor flying by and stuff like that like you used to in the old <laughs> The Marvel. building shakes. Oh, Hulk's home. Yeah. The old well, Marvel but, books. And to do it in such a way that you didn't waste somebody's cameo. Right. You know, like He's computer will... generated very far away. Yeah, well, look at that. <laughs> blonde locks. That's all we need. It's you know. just very yeah. blonde. Yeah. Okay. Cool. No, I mean, you know, I I agree. I, I, I've thought about that, like, going, yes, the difference, like, when you talk about uh, Sherlock Holmes, the original creator, died, and he did not leave an estate behind that became this huge yeah. conglomerate. But Mickey Mouse is 
Walt Disney. I don't want to see because I think there are people that are dying to do something horrible with Mickey yeah. Mouse, and I don't want to see. And that. what what were the Schuster's or the Seagulls' plans with you know half of Superman? <laughs> and what were they going to do with it? T-shirts, because, all T-shirts. Yeah, because yeah. I mean, yeah. part of the thing is. I mean, Superman is that legacy that's been built up over the last 80 years. Almost. Almost 80. Yeah. I mean, that's, I mean, it's, you can't separate it in half. It is, you know, Brainiac and Metallo and Crypto. Right, which and, they wouldn't have had the rights to. You know, and right. all this other stuff. And I don't want to read about a guy who can jump an eighth of a mile. That's the Incredible Hulk. Oh, he can jump three miles. Oh, so he's even better than that original Superman. He's better than the original (laughs) Superman. Okay, so, and that said, Man of Steel, looking forward to the film? I don't know. That's my... So, it seems that would be a no. No. Yeah, I guess so. It's the opposite of not... If if I'm not excited, then that... It just seems very... Self-important. Yeah. And, you know, I thought we just had that movie and it didn't really do all that well. And it seems like they're trying to like very serious, tell a new epic origin story. Yeah. And I don't and I've had this, you know, of all characters, do we need his origin again? That's what I keep saying. You know, I mean, if you don't know how super I mean, and you don't need much. And if you don't know how Superman got here, you're four panels. You're not going to see this movie. How's that? Right. If you don't know anything, we should just about pre-record you narrating those four panels, just <laughs> and then just insert it from time to time, like my little knob on on uh, Nate there. You uh-huh. know? Yeah, no, it's true. I I know. want to get that as a tattoo. I really do. Oh my god! Doomed planet. What is it? Noble scientist? I don't know, but just the thought of you getting a tattoo is just making me giddy inside. I don't know. Well, what's funny is because the Green Lantern movie, and I, I you know. I actually thought when I went to see it, the preamble that they wrote out and they, you know, I'm like, they explained it all. That's all you need to know. They were yeah. like the Guardians of the Galaxy and they set yeah. up this fort. That, that's all you needed to know. And then yeah. we went into this long origin yeah. of all yeah. this other stuff. I'm like, it's completely unnecessary. And yeah. the new Spider-Man, they read. Well, you know, I mean, Green Lanterns, you and I, you and I had talked for years about what we would have done with Green Lantern, and then they did it, and they did it wrong. They went to, they went to movie three, when we had planned one, two. (laughs) And uh, if they had only listened to us instead of Jeff Johns. Um, Hector Hammond was in none of them. That's true. We did not ever (laughs) consider him a credible threat. No. Um, (laughs) So, or an entertaining one. His head grows huge. That's not a a credible threat? (laughs) No. Oh. Mine does. No one feels threatened when that happens. They just go, shut up. Uh, Doomed planet. Desperate (laughs) scientists. Desperate podcast producer. Kindly couple. Yeah, okay. By the way, speaking of the kindly couple... Yes. I really hope that line from the trailer is taken out of context. Oh, the business with Kevin uh, Costner? Everybody does. Everybody does. Maybe. Yeah. Because if it's not out of context... That sucks. I'm upset. The whole story, about, the whole story the is about how that's not really Pa Kent. And Superman is going am, back into time I to am, save the real I Pa Kent. I am going to be in a press screening going, WTF. <laughs> that's the WTF. I am out of right here, there. suckers. Um, so let's, 
Is there anything else happening in movies? Speaking no. of creator-owned comics, <coughs> yeah. so Invincible One Hundred came out this week. Yeah, that's true. And we're gonna—I'm going to be. Thanks, Nate. Bring I'm going to be driving you. down Saturday to uh, Earth Two Comics. And get, will this be up in time for Saturday? Uh, Earth Two Comics and Games. Mm. Uh, Is it comics? No, and it's, games? Just it's just comics. <laughs> Earth Two Comics in uh, in uh, North uh, uh, Sherman Oaks, California, for Robert Kirkman and. Ryan, Ryan Otley signing uh, Invincible number one hundred. So I'm going to attend and take some pictures and I appreciate that. Talk to uh, Cardiangelo, store owner, about that about getting that event, and uh, yeah, and then I understand that I'm going to get to see a screening of a film that's getting its official world premiere at a local event, Cinequest. Uh, so I can say, though I have known for a while that uh, Sparks, the film adaptation of the graphic novel I edited years ago for William Catt and Christopher Foligno for Catastrophic Comics is coming to the big screen, and it's coming to Cinequest. And we're going to see the the graphic novel, too, right? <coughs> well, we are going to see the graphic novel, uh, because issues five and six never came out, and now it will be all bound together for 20 bucks, reasonable price for six issues, uh, with uh, behind-the-scenes uh, photos and stories. And I, I want to say, Christopher Foligno, as a director, is one of the few men alive who have directed both Gary and Jake Busey. Oh, my. And come out of the other side, yeah. Wow. And came wow. out of it alive. Yeah, yeah. So, <coughs> we're going to be talking uh, next week with uh, with people from Cinequest, because it's going to be very fanboy-friendly. Uh, uh, and so, somebody can write in and, and help me with this one. Uh, there's going to be a short film somewhere in there. Chris Garcia told me, and I wish he was here to tell me when, because I could not find the short schedule online. But uh, an adaptation of an Archaea comic called The Devil's Handshake, which was written by Larry Hama. Uh, so that'll be there. Sparks will be there. Uh, there's a film that looks very much like uh, um, the uh, Cabinet of Dr. Caligari called Dr. Fang. Interesting. Which All the distorted black and white. D-O-K-T-O-R? Uh-huh. Yeah, it looks very interesting, but I, I did not get a screener of that. And uh, and then Harrison Ford will be the guest of honor getting Ooh. the Maverick Awards. So um, you gonna bring him in in handcuffs? Can again? we get in his press know. and ask him all about Star Wars stuff? No, uh, might be able to get you to a party. We'll uh, see. I just want to. I think you need to suck up to Chris Garcia because he Garcia is the man when it comes to Cinequest. No, I know. Yeah, he's he's no, not quite the man for us. He's, he's the closest to the man we've got. He's a significant <laughs> man. He is he's patrol. a man. He is a man. But uh, you know, but I'm working it. I'm working it. So we'll see what we can do. Um, so we'll be talking with people from Cinequest next week as part of next week's podcast. We're very excited. Uh, and of course, last week we talked about J.J. Abrams getting directorship of Star Wars. Mm-hmm. The very next day was actually uh, officially Verified. confirmed by Tracy Canobio from Lucasfilm for me. Like we needed it. Everybody knew it was going to happen. So... Um, there's that Star Trek, Star Wars. What if the Enterprise went through a war- wormhole into a galaxy far, far away? Was this- Obi-Wan Kenobi named after Tracy Kenobi? No. Oh? No. Uh, but but Paramount did counter and say that J.J. Abrams will still be producing Star Trek Three and the next Mission Impossible uh, franchise. So he's still got a finger in basically every major franchise. In other words, J.J. Abrams is going to make billions of dollars over the next few years. <coughs> he's going to say... Joss who and we'll say Whedon Whedon yeah <laughs> we're still gonna be fine um, anything on that uh, Troy no 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 no, no, I no. you, you wanna, said it all 
Okay, uh, you want to talk uh, television, video games, anything, uh, guys? TV? Uh, the Walking Dead comes back next Sunday. Well, you're Yay. getting excited. Oh, I'm excited. Oh, I There's a lot of stuff coming back this I'm very month. Very excited about that. Comic Book Men moves to Thursdays. Why? How's that going to work? Why? I don't know. Because I thought, isn't it running at the same night as uh, follows Dead? the Walking Talking Dead? Dead was bumped up to an hour. Oh, okay. So, they, so that makes sense. Yeah. We King got, of the Nerds, anybody watch? Anybody catch I up on I still haven't caught up no on it. No chance on that this week. I'm Are sorry. you still watching? I haven't watched the third episode. Okay. We got to see the cast for Game of Thrones Season 3. They I shot the, the second episode. They put a bunch of pictures up. It's mostly people we've seen before. Okay. Um, so, But one thing that strikes me about that, those kids, like Arya and... Um, I can't remember the the young boy who's lost the use of his legs. Um, but those hey, Xavier, those kids, if they if they if they don't get moving on these things, the they're going to be like twenty years old by the time they should be doing book five. Nobody could see. Yeah. Community's coming back. Community, yes, that's yay. Right. Yeah. Um, and Thirty Rock went away. Tonight. We had 30 Rock, and uh, what was the other one that's, uh, the office is going away. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Arrow uh, brought Count Vertigo on, so they're starting a a long storyline involving Count Vertigo, although he'll be very different than... Is he a meta? (coughs) My understanding, I watched last week's episode, I did not watch last night's, is that um, he's a drug dealer, and he has a drug called Vertigo, which causes the sensation... That uh, Vertigo, that Count Vertigo's power does. So it's a real world exploration of it. And yeah, they seem to be they seem to be avoiding any kind of meta stuff in the in the. Uh, so the, far, there hasn't been. Any but there. they wouldn't have costumes. But they're going to bring Canary, Black Canary. Deathstroke in. was there. Well, who was Deathstroke? Deathstroke. Yeah. But he's just a super skilled mercenary. Right. They haven't implied that he has superpowers yet. No. Yeah, and yeah. if Black Canary, if she has the Canary cry and it turns out to be some kind of amplification sonic device that she uses, uh, it's going to be a little disappointing. It'll be sad. It'll be yeah. sad. Merlin's around. But, yeah, but I don't watch Merlin. Do you watch Merlin? No, no, I meant... In, Merlin in the storyline. Oh, yes. Arrow. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. Um, but, but he's not a meta either, so... No. Is Terrible there... news from Cartoon Network. Yes, yes. Go ahead, Nate. Go ahead. I don't know. I, <coughs> I have to cough through it. Go ahead. Green Lantern, the animated series, gone. Foolish. Star Trek Clone Wars, gone. Is it gone? Clone as in Wars no is gone? Mo- yeah. Star Wars, Clone Wars. Oh did my I gosh. say Star Trek Clone Wars? You did. Good you one. did. Good one. That'd be a great episode. A great uh, And then, what series. is it? Young Justice is the current one? Yeah. Done. Gone? You knew that, though, right? Madness. Because it's becoming Teen Titan. What is it? Teen Titans Go. It's not becoming Teen Titans Go. Teen Titans Go is an entirely different show. Teen Titans Go is taking the characters from the Teen Titans animated series they ran before and doing them as short, funny bits. They're like five-minute blackout sketches. It's like the little bits they've been putting. But they're making a whole show? Yeah. Yeah. Instead of Young Justice. So a half hour. It's going to be 15 minutes. Five minute. It's going to be 15 minutes. Like like Robot Chicken? Yeah, they're finding a lot of success with that because Mad does that. Um, there's a couple of other shows they've got going. Well, they've been doing it in between commercials and stuff on the uh, on the regular Asian. network. Yeah. They are going to bring Beware the Batman. They are going Beware going the forward Batman. With that. Yeah, that's the new one. That's so, great. And then there's the that's Lego good. Yoda. <coughs> yes, Lego Yoda, Yoda show. show. They are actually going to release 
next month on home video the DC Batman Lego uh, movie. The Ooh. first movie will be will be released, which will be the plot of the second game, did, the one that involves Batman, the superheroes, all the superheroes. Did Dark Knight ep, uh, two yes, two yet came ep, out. released? Came out Tuesday. It did. Okay. So I need to watch one, but I have both of them sitting there waiting for me to just go. I will watch them all in one night. I'll bring them on over. We'll have a date. All right, Nate. A date? A Nate date? (laughs) Tiffany leaves Sunday, right? Monday morning. Monday morning. After the Super Bowl, which the 49ers will win. All right. Um, (coughs) They will. So uh, you want me to bring over uh, some Blu-rays on Monday night to uh, comfort a lonely Nate Costa? Monday's good. <laughs> oh my! Wow! I don't know. It feels a little uncomfortable from where I'm sitting right oh. now. <laughs> so is that it? Um, we... Do we have anything else? I uh, think we're pretty much wow, done. Wow! That's um, slow news week. Just it had its news, and uh, we're grateful that uh, Troy Benson could sit down with us tonight. And so uh, we I, like having Troy on. I did have one question. Go ahead. Is Young Justice being canceled just because that's the thing to do? Yes. Well, the, the thing to do or because it's so not in tune with what's going on in the rest of the DC universe? This is sort of a nobody knows, really. One theory about Young Justice is, one, toy line tanked. Um, Green well, Lantern make better toys. Green Lantern. They were great toys. You got Then why did it tank? Don't know. Because they weren't great. I'll tell you, I'll, but I'll, this is the other thing. We, earlier was ranting about this. A DC action figure, the smallest, cheapest one, is 2 to $3 more than a Marvel one. Oh, there you go. Interesting. And yeah. so so Mattel had put out this Young Justice set, and you'd have that at bonus piece that would uh, assemble for the Hall of Justice. <coughs> and those were like 9 or 10 bucks, but you can get... Your Union Jack, all your, again, dumb Marvel Universe ones, the little ones, for like four or five bucks. So, yeah. you know, kids can collect so the, two the, or the three of them for the same ones. price. The Joe size ones. Yeah. And yeah. the Young Justice ones were, were the next size up. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, but we, my son and I enjoyed playing with them. Don't get me wrong. Um, and then the Green Lantern ones, they didn't even bother with toys for the animated series because it followed too hard upon the movie. And those movie things were all on clearance. Have you been watching Young Justice? No, I really need to because there's a video game still coming, it's, and the video game is going to bridge it all and and and, and wrap it up. I'll say one other thing: I think the storyline was was slightly too mature for Cartoon Network. That uh, in, in the time slots they were doing it, and the expectations you might have about a young group of teenage superheroes, because as opposed to Ultimate Spider-Man, well, you've had yes, 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 because you've had a group of the Young Justice. Infiltrating and in embedded with the bad guy group who have an overarching plot, and they're they're in there disguised as other characters, and so you have all these things where they have to fight and they have to watch out who they're fighting with or how bad they might beat up the other one. Or, and then here it is again. And and not all not everyone's in on the storyline either. Robin knows or Nightwing knows. Well, that, it was a it perfect is. show for its original time slot, which was whatever is like Friday at. Eight o'clock or something like when they moved it to Saturday morning, you know, that was my first thought, what you were talking about. I'm like, this show isn't, it's not for a kid's show. It's not, 
it's not entertaining to little kids. And but and, I was enjoying the hell of it. it just, I'm not yeah. waking up at seven o'clock in the morning to do it either. <laughs> yeah, the DC DVR. Nation, <laughs> the DC Nation has done things like there's an interesting, you know, Green Lantern the animated series had some very interesting ideas. You know, one, you're fighting the Red Lanterns, you're separated right. out there. I watched the Steam Lantern episode you were recommending to me, and you realize there's something dark about this. We're dealing with this guy who has made this deal to save his planet. I mean, it was basically the Silver Surfer, right? Made this deal to keep the anti-monitor from devouring. I mean, it's like, this is Saturday morning cartoon talking about genocide. Right. And, but they all look round and cuddly. Uh, And as opposed to Marvel, on the other hand, on Disney XD, has got Ultimate Spider-Man. They canceled Avengers, which was darker and more like Young Justice in terms of what thematically it was covering. And then you're going to get Hulk, Agent of Smash. Yeah. You're going to get all these series that are, Marvel is doing, damn it, and it's Disney, is doing a better job of capturing not just that 13 to 17, which is why Disney bought Marvel, but in capturing the 8-year-old who's going to become the 13 to the 17. Yeah. My son is only a DC Nation guy because his dad is. If it was left to him... And it will not be. Um, but if it would, no, no, I mean, it will be, of course. No, it's left <laughs> no. to him is, you know, he loves Wolverine. How could Wolverine be the cuddliest hero in the land when he's a psycho killer? But Marvel has managed to position him as the cool character everybody yeah. loves. Yeah. You know? Yeah. It's great. It is. <laughs> so, hey, if you have opinions on this, you want to be in on the conversation, you know, hey, we, we're going to bring in Rob Cordway. We're going to use the bat spray, knock him unconscious, blindfold him, and then bring him here to the Brett cave. He can't know I where he's. I think it's Brett spray in this. It's Brett spray. Instance. There's Brett spray in the bathroom. It's a cologne. Yeah, it's a cologne. Yeah. yeah. It used to be called Brute. Uh, <laughs> so, anyway. High karate. Oh, high karate. Nice. I was trying to think of aqua velva. Uh, so, um, anyway, uh, you two could be on. I know Brian Kent would like to come on, too. So, we should have those like rotating guest spots. Um, and we, we So, think- what you're saying is I'm out. No, no. I'm saying you. It's difficult for you to get here. I love mm-hmm. having you here it's, it's because difficult. you know, you know, you got some. You got we some have to insights. shout out to your wife who let you out to play. This That's game. right. I, Yay! Yay! <laughs> Thanks, honey. Um, so, uh, if you've got questions, comments, compliments, commentary, write into editor at fanboyplanet.com. And of course, you can hear the Fanboy Planet podcast on iTunes. And if that's how you found us, please rate us. Please subscribe to us. Tell your friends. You can listen to us on the Stitcher app. You can listen to us on www.fanboyplanet.com. And while you're there, please take a look at our PayPal and go ahead and maybe donate a dollar or two. And maybe Tell you- your friends. If you've got somebody who's out there plowing the fields and they need something to listen Thanks, to. Thanks, Greg Whitehead. We, we, this is for you. This is you, you, you got, we're closing in on our 300th episode <coughs> in a couple we of weeks. You know, I haven't done any Kickstarter thing, and we don't need to. We don't want to. We, we give you this free material uh but we but we do want to say tell you know, your friends but the other thing is if you've got a friend out there with a project hey let us know we'll try to keep it keep it on, on track of that so next week cinequest uh and we did promise we we're going to talk to frank bedore about uh about hatter m as soon as we possibly can we're going to get that scheduled uh rick did some experimentation last <coughs> night and i think we may have a whole new breakthrough in getting guests on the podcast so uh, until next week, again, we thank our, our special guest, who I wish would be here more often, but that's up to his wife. <laughs> well, now you got me in trouble. 
She's not listening. That's a good point. Say yeah. your name. Troy Benson. <laughs> okay, thank you. <laughs> and I'm Derek McCaw, editor-in-chief of FanboyPlanet.com. I am Nate Costa, and go Niners. And I'm Rick Brett Snyder, reminding you to use your powers only for good. And thanks once again to the great Luke Ski for use of his music in this podcast. Visit Luke Ski at www.thegreatlukeski.com.